welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host Eric and with me is my amazing co-host Niels. Hello everyone, today we're talking all about mistakes that you can avoid on your next visit to Disneyland Paris. Oh, so important, yes! <laughs> but before we get to all that, some news. Niels, what's something that's caught your eye over the past month? Yes, the news that made me very happy <laughs> is that single rider wait times are now visible in the Disneyland Paris app. We usually see the regular queue waiting time, but now you can tap into an attraction, into the details, and you can see the single rider time as well. When a single rider line is available, of course, that's uh, not every uh, attraction <laughs> or actually most attractions don't have a single rider line. But that's I'm true. really happy that Disneyland Paris gets more digital and keeps on improving their app. Totally. It starts to feel more, well, Disney World uh, <laughs> to me. So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah something that i'm really happy about most definitely i really wish they would show the single rider wait time in the map as well have like the two wait times yeah. next to each other so you just get it at a glance yeah because it's just a little bit of a hassle to go into the list view and then search yep. for the attraction but like you said really great to see them make those additions and you know the more information you have as a park goer the better yeah and we need more single rider exactly <laughs> yeah it really helps that you can check the wait time before totally maybe walking to the other side of the park and yeah. being disappointed when the single rider has a long wait most yeah, definitely really happy that they're getting more digital what caught your eye uh, eric well not only did we have a major deja vu and get our old ceo uh, back yeah. <laughs> really important yeah <laughs> the jack kirby legacy gallery at Disney Hotel New York The Art of Marvel premiered a new exhibit centered around the character Groot. Depicted as a tree-like humanoid, the exhibit portrays the Guardians of the Galaxy character in both his adult prime and adorable baby iterations. Disneyland Paris Imagineers have curated a diverse selection of eclectic art depicting the character. The exhibit underlines the theme of the hotel, which is, of course, a stylish Manhattan modern art gallery with iconic pieces of superhero artwork adorning the walls around every single corner. Disney's Hotel New York is currently Disneyland Paris' most dynamically evolving hotel, having just introduced the new Black Panther Wakanda Forever-inspired photo opportunity at the superhero station, yeah. which we already talked about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as well as a giant new Groot-themed Christmas bauble near the entrance to the hotel. So the cool thing is, is that this exhibit is not exclusive to hotel guests. Everyone can visit the Jack Kirby Legacy Gallery located on the ground floor at the hotel. So it's free of charge. You can just walk through there. Yeah. When you enter the lobby from the lake, you just turn right by the shop and then head straight towards the back. And then when it splits off to the right-hand side of the Manhattan restaurant, you take the left-hand side towards the convention center and you're already in the gallery. It's just part of the hallway, really. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's a great way to present art and super cool that they're switching it up there as well. Yeah, I really love uh, that. This hotel is always changing a little bit, so uh, yeah, yeah, it keeps frequent goers also coming back, and it's uh, really smart. Totally, yeah, it's really nice to see some evolution there and to see that they're keeping yeah. everything fresh and new. Definitely, and I love Groot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Before we get to this month's main topic, we wanted to quickly mention that in this month's Patreon exclusive show, we're talking all about Phantom Matter again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in this highly detailed multi-part series, Niels and I are decrypting Phantom Manor. We're exploring the fabulous facts shared in the official book as well as the ones that aren't so if you would like to support the show and get access to our patreon exclusive episodes you can do so for as little as two euro per month on patreon.com slash thank you so much for everybody supporting us you really keep the show going everybody else stick around to the end of the show for a short preview of that patreon exclusive episode <laughs> there are a plethora 
of mistakes one can make when visiting Disneyland Paris that could result in a less than optimal visit. While any trip to Disneyland Paris carries a certain degree of fun, there are several mistakes one can easily avoid to make the best out of a day in the parks. Simple things like installing the Disneyland Paris app to check the wait times, making restaurant reservations ahead of time, and checking if your favorite attraction is under refurbishment beforehand can seriously impact your visit. Mm. <laughs> Niels and I have compiled our must-dos, or better yet, must-avoid mistakes when visiting Disneyland Paris. Oh yes. <laughs> Niels, would you do us the honors? Oh yeah. <laughs> so my first tip here is for Everyone who loves to visit all-you-can-eat buffet restaurants, yum, yum, yum. Uh, you usually pay a fixed price, and that's quite a lot, especially when you're at Disney, of course. So be smart and try to get the most out of your euros. <laughs> First of all, do not take too much, well, stuffy, simple food, and I mean uh, pastas and also bread-heavy dishes like burgers and pizza. These will stuff you in a moment, yeah. making you pay a premium amount of money for just basically a quick service meal. Same goes for fries, actually. Look for other delights that are worth your money, like salmon or other seafood or a good steak or, well, something else. Another tip here is to take small portions, and that way you can first try and taste to judge well, whatever you like most before eating things you maybe regret or before spilling food. So, um, yeah, be wise when going to the buffet restaurants. That's such a good point. Like, especially if you go with your kids. I remember my dad took me when I was mm -hmm. like 10 years old or something. And the only thing I ate from the buffet restaurant was chicken nuggets. And mm. I could see it in his face. I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> I was paying so much money for the premium buffet experience. And the only thing I was interested in was the French yeah. fries and chicken nuggets, which we could have gotten at any quick service location for way yeah. less. And you were probably stuffed in a minute. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Well, he wanted to go for like uh, two, three, four rounds, maybe. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're little, you don't have that much patience. No. So I was already getting cranky after a day at the parks. Make sure that visiting a buffet restaurant is right for you and your family because you know them best. So if you know your kids are only going to eat French fries, you know, maybe consider going to McDonald's instead. But if you know your kids enjoy a wider variety of food and also want to try, you know, some higher end things, yeah. then I think a buffet restaurant is the right choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a case by case situation. And if you take your time because the kids are patient because you have some time then it's also worth your money because you can just wait for a while in between rounds of getting your food exactly yeah that will you enjoy more of the food offering so you can try uh, basically everything and that's uh, well something that i personally like to do <laughs> and not just walk out and think well i just had pizza <laughs> yeah there go my 42 euro <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so what's your first tip uh, eric okay so I have a saga. <laughs> so getting Mickey waffles from the cool posts in Adventureland and just, you know, general snack woes. Here's the story of how Florian and I waited 50 minutes for two orders <laughs> of Mickey waffles. We were craving a sweet snack and saw that the cool post was selling the trio of three mini Mickey waffles. The line consisted of about 15 people, I would say, which, you know, it didn't seem too crazy. It was a busy day. Mm -hmm. There are two cast members working the cool post. One was making the waffles while the other one was taking orders, making drinks, and sometimes adding toppings to the waffles. After about 20 minutes in line and very little progress, we were starting to become curious. Why is the line moving so slowly? Why do the cast members look so agitated? Why are we still standing in this line? It turns out the cast member making the waffles was completely overwhelmed by the machine. There was a massive graveyard of torn apart Mickey waffle heads laying <laughs> to the left and right of the machine. While I was taking it all in, 
the cast member proceeded to open the waffle iron, tearing all the waffles inside down the middle. Half of it stuck to the top, the other half to the bottom. <laughs> so I don't know if they didn't use enough nonstick spray Maybe. or, you know, didn't yeah. leave the waffles in there long enough. But this happened another three times until we got to the front. Each time this happened, the cast member had to scrape the waffle fragments oh, from no. the top and bottom of the machine adding to the already overinflated wait time. At this point, we've been waiting for about 45 Aww. minutes and we're almost to the front of the line and way too invested to give up. At this point, I'm not taking no for an answer. So, <laughs> no. I also think the cool post was supposed to close because the cast member taking the drink orders lowered the blinds about halfway. Uh-huh. So that was already a sign. <laughs> yeah. The cute couple in front of us, so a girl with this gorgeous long hair and a guy also ordered two waffles. And the cast member making the drinks asked the girl what toppings she wanted. And she said, you know, just everything. So Nutella, whipped cream and marshmallows. No problem. A moment later, it's the guy's turn who's being served by the other cast member. And he also asks for all the toppings. And the waffle cast member responds that only two toppings are allowed. <sighs> to be fair, the waffle cast member was right. I mean, at least according to the menu. But his girlfriend having just received all the toppings, it just felt super weird. Yeah. And <laughs> the guy was super chill and didn't argue, but exchanged like a wide eyed look with his girlfriend, which was oddly hilarious to me. I think honestly, <laughs> at this point, the whole situation was slowly driving me to insanity. When we finally placed our order, we managed to both get the cast member working the register, which means three toppings each. <laughs> right. Not going to lie, they might have been the best waffles I've ever eaten in my entire life, Mickey or not. Mm -hmm. Perhaps because of what we had to go through to get them or <laughs> yeah. you know, seeing the cast member struggle in front of that waffle iron. I don't know. The desperation just made it taste so much better. <laughs> What I do know is that the entire saga would be a massive waste of precious Disney time for anyone who just visits once per year or worse, once in a lifetime. Right. But the award for the most time lost goes to the poor lady who was standing behind us. After we got our waffles, I caught the following exchange. Okay, this is the lady to the <laughs> cast member. May I please have a cup of hot water? Cast member. Just hot water? Lady. Yes, just a cup of hot water, please. Cast member. Sorry, we don't have that here. Lady. Oh, okay. And then she proceeds to just walk away oh, no. after having waited 50 minutes in line for a cup of hot water that she didn't oh, get. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't believe it. After that, a savage family came by and ordered eight portions of Mickey waffles and the cast member in front of yeah. the waffle iron almost had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> anyway, so a few weeks later, I was feeling masochistic, so I decided to grab another portion of Mickey waffles from the cool post. The line was quite short, so I was like, you know, YOLO and <laughs> got in the queue. To my surprise, a single cast member was running the entire cool post. Even more astonishing was that the line now moved quickly. Oh. My first thought was, great, someone in ops noticed and gave these poor cast members the training they needed to become waffle iron masters. But no, turns out all the waffles the cast member was serving up were already pre-prepared and the cast member just put them in the iron for a second to reheat them. Sadly, these did not compare with the freshly made blood, sweat, and tears edition <laughs> they were serving before. Yeah, I can <laughs> so imagine. It was just drier than the Sahara Desert Diva. Mm, like That fits then Hakuna Matata that is just close by, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just theming, Eric. Yeah, it's just the theming. It's just, yeah, it's supposed to be super dry. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. It wasn't so bad, but it definitely didn't taste as good as the freshly made version. No. Of course, the line moves super quickly when there's nothing that can go wrong. However, the drop in quality is noticeable. It reminds me of the Disneyland Paris crepes, which are also just reheated. So mm -hmm. just can't keep up with the freshly yeah. made crepe. It's not the same. No, true. <laughs> By the way, if you want a freshly made waffle in Disneyland Paris, 
head over to the Rocket Cafe in Discoveryland. So that is located between Star Tours and Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. When it's open, they serve up yummy, freshly made Darth Vader and Stormtrooper waffles. And since it's a bit hidden, the line is usually shorter as well. Yep. If you don't care that it's not a Mickey head and you're happy with the Stormtrooper head, then <laughs> this is the place to get a really good waffle inside the park. Yeah, that's true. But what's the story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had these smaller Mickey waffles from the Cool Post two or three times and... I have to say that the quality usually was pretty good and nice. they were freshly made. Yeah. But I only went there when there was really a short line, like one or two people maybe in front of me. So uh, it was a quick turnaround time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this uh, sounds like an awful situation if you have to wait 50 minutes for just those small Mickey waffles. Yeah, like honestly... <laughs> not worth it even though they were really good but yeah that's just too much precious park time that goes bye-bye exactly <laughs> for those yeah. waffles and when you're sitting down <laughs> in a restaurant then it's fine but uh, not just for a quick snack exactly and it's not like you're having like a comfortable time no. like you're just standing in line outside in the cold mm -hmm. watching these poor cast members struggle <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah. so what's next on your <laughs> list Niels? yeah well my second uh, mistake to avoid is just for annual pass holders. So my advice is not to buy pre-filled popcorn buckets or bottled sodas uh, from the kiosks or carts because these kind of items you can also get from some shops. A lot of shops have like a small food selection or a small fridge with uh, sodas behind one of the caches, like the three fairy candy shop uh, behind the castle or the Disney store in Disney Village. I think even Emporium has a little section of soda. So yeah. in shops, you get a discount with your annual pass, which is um, at 20% for Infinity Pass holders right now. And I think it's 10% for uh, the Magic Plus pass holders. So that's a good discount. And at the kiosks and food carts, you usually don't get any discounts. So yeah be smart and think before you buy <laughs> that's a really good point we always get the sodas from thunder mesa mercantile instead of one of the crepe carts oh yeah they also have the fridge outside right exactly yeah yeah and usually you can pay outside even there's a yep. cash register open there so you don't True. even have to go inside and you save a bunch of money they also have coffee uh, warm coffee oh yep. yeah yeah good point totally so yep. you get ap discounts on all those goodies and oftentimes you don't have as much of a line True. either yeah so my next mistake to avoid is expecting to see anything from the Disneyland Railroad in Adventureland. Mm. This is something that we noticed on our trip to Disneyland Paris with the first timers a few months ago. The Disneyland Railroad is a fabulous way to get an overview of Disneyland Park. It's still a must-do attraction for anyone visiting the parks for the first time. And Florian and I make a habit of riding it at least once per visit. It's such a relaxing panoramic experience, offering some of the best views of Frontierland. Mm -hmm. That statement cannot be applied to Adventureland, though. No. <laughs> Even though the announcer states, Folks, see that ancient temple in the distance? That means we've entered Adventureland the world's most mysterious region. I'm sitting there like, what temple? <laughs> All I see is a bunch of greenery and the small campsite, which is beautiful, of course, but how about a good view of that extraordinary La Cabana Robinson or the <laughs> aforementioned temple, which is nearly impossible to see at the moment, by the way. Your best bet of getting to peek at it is by riding backwards and sitting right by the door. It's the only section of the Grand Circle Tour that doesn't quite do the land justice. Mm -hmm. Again, definitely take the trip with the Disneyland Railroad, but just don't expect your first-time compatriots to get an impression of Adventureland. True. I would love to see Disneyland Paris trimmed 
down that greenery on a regular basis because seeing a bit more of the drop dead gorgeous Adventureland would be yeah. such a big plus True. on the yeah. Disneyland Railroad. You see <laughs> Jack Sparrow, right? Yeah. Uh, from the Pirates of the Caribbean. You do see him for like half a second if you know yep. what you're looking at. But exactly. I think if you're a first timer, it's you're not really gonna get <laughs> no, that. Probably. But it's definitely cool that you do get to peek inside Pirates of the Caribbean. So yeah. that part's nice. It's just that the outside portion that I agree. I just wish we saw a little bit more of the land. So that's my yeah. personal highlight from the Adventureland part that we can peek into Pirates of the Caribbean. Totally. And especially because when you're in the attraction, you don't really see that the train is also right above you. So uh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's closed off really nicely. Yeah. And you don't hear that train as well. No, not at all. You've got all those sound effects in the cave though. So I think those definitely hide it. <laughs> and then of course there are glass panes there. So it's like a nice combination of the two, yeah, I guess. I, yeah. I guess so. But really well done. Yeah. I've always wanted to get stuck in the tunnel portions. Like either the Grand Canyon diorama they have at the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> or the, oh, yeah, the, the also Pirates nice. yeah. one. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm always like, oh, please get stuck. Please get stuck. I just want to have a moment to take it all in (laughs) from this perspective maybe take some good pictures (laughs) exactly some long exposure but yeah it's never happened before so i don't know no same (laughs) time for my third advice (laughs) so this one is for those of you who book official disneyland paris hotels and uh, vacation packages through the disney call centers uh, or the website be sure to log in on the Disneyland Paris app with a Disney account. Uh, you can easily make that for free, which you can use to add your reservation number, your booking number in the account area under my bookings. And when properly added, you will have access to the Disney restaurant reservations for your stays as long as it's within 12 months. Other guests can just reserve tables up to two months up front of your uh, visit. So this is a huge advantage to snack some cool restaurant reservations that you're otherwise probably won't get that's an excellent point and it's a fairly new policy if i'm not mistaken this 12 month system exactly definitely something to keep in mind if you have something that's booked a little bit further away and you already want to make sure you get all those yummy yummy reservations that you want especially things like captain jacks go by really quickly it doesn't really work if you just have (laughs) a booking anytime soon yeah Yeah. like uh, me making booking sometimes like uh, six months or nine months uh, up front then it's perfect to get some restaurants that you otherwise wouldn't visit yeah and just y'all make your reservations if you can if you know you're gonna go and you know you're gonna want to eat somewhere Mm -hmm. make those reservations because you're gonna get to the park and it's gonna be all booked out and the only chance to get one is to get one spontaneously which is very very iffy and it's way less stress to just you know know you're gonna have a dinner or lunch at exactly that time and yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so great point yeah totally so what are we going to avoid next (laughs) i would say avoid buying merchandise that isn't dishwasher or microwave safe (laughs) so the 30th anniversary mug is a prime example the mug is everything most folks want from a disney mug it's kitschy it's fun and really unique looking we picked up two at flora's back in the day and they never failed to put a smile on florian's face (laughs) the big problem with them is that you can't put them in the microwave or the dishwasher (laughs) this is definitely a major first world problem but we have a dishwasher and i want to use it (laughs) when i'm standing in front of the kitchen cabinet trying to decide what mug to serve my husband's morning coffee in my eyes always drift towards the 30th anniversary mugs first 
then I envision a future where I have to wash them by hand and laziness overwhelms me. So <laughs> I reach for the much less fun but more practical gray Mickey mug. Yeah. We made the mistake of not checking whether or not these mugs are dishwasher safe before purchasing. And it's not a huge deal for us since we have other Disneyland Paris mugs. However, this is someone who only visits every few years or once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating to have, you know, your one single souvenir mug that you can't use like you would expect in the 21st century so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can easily tell which Disneyland Paris cups and goodies are dishwasher safe by keeping an eye out for the helpful dishwasher pictogram mm -hmm. which is usually at the bottom or the back side of the item you're thinking about purchasing of course this only applies to you know dishware stuff so yeah. mugs plates Stuff like that. Yep. I know a lot of people love those cups and mugs. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely check if it's dishwasher safe. Or be prepared to do some yeah, hand washing indeed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a fair tip as you're just looking for a nice souvenir and not checking these little details that uh, might bother you later. <laughs> exactly. Or worst case scenario, you put it in the microwave <laughs> and it breaks. So oh, it's yeah. just... And yeah. then it's gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Then you need some glue. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So what's your next pick, Niels? Yeah, another mistake to avoid relates to the uh, Gaumont Cinema in uh, Disney Village. So be aware that movies are usually shown in the French language over there. So it's dubbed. Oh, yeah. Without any subtitles. If you don't have much understanding of the French language like me, then be sure to check if the program indicates that it's the original version of a movie in English. In that case, you'll get uh, French subtitles, of course, but uh, you'll still uh, be able to follow the story. Yeah. There aren't many movies shown in their original version, actually mainly the blockbusters and also mostly at the busier days or the busier times be sure to check the program yes yeah, there's so many international visitors and i can imagine that maybe after a park day or when it's raining and you've been in the park for hours and you just want to do something else that it would be ideal to <laughs> watch maybe a disney movie <laughs> on the big screen in disney village but uh, yeah that might be difficult if you don't understand any french holy florian and i recently wanted to check out the new david Harbour horror film Violent Night at the right. Gaumont, but yeah. they didn't have any English language showings there, so it was a no-go for us. And no. we saw a little bit of energy after our day at the park, so we we're like, you know, why not watch a nice flick? But yeah, and I've never been inside the theater, so it's something I got really excited about. But yeah, disappointingly, <laughs> French only, so... I think this theater in a lot of Disney Village is used by the locals. locals. Yeah. So the folks who live around Marne la and can just quickly head on over to Disney Village to catch a flick. Yeah. And that's fine. I think the theater probably lives from those people more than anybody else. But I think so yeah, too. Like you yeah. said, it'd be really cool to include at least one English showing per day. <laughs> Maybe yeah. after the parks close or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something <laughs> really like nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> Booking a lakeside room at Disney's Sequoia Lodge and expecting to see the lake. That sounds <laughs> fair, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before in our Sequoia Lodge episode, but it's something to keep in mind when shelling out the extra bucks for a lakeside room. This is a story about expectation management. <laughs> Disneyland Paris does not call them lake view rooms, but still the word lake in the name implies that a lake plays a relevant role in your room's ambiance. Yeah. Disney first put us in room 4179, which is directly in front of a green courtyard and faces another building directly in front of it. So <laughs> you're just staring at uninspired greenery and your neighbors when you may have been expecting to look out at the glorious lake disney 
Theoretically, if we would have wanted to see the lake from that room, we would have to stick our head out the window and crane our necks all the way to the right. At first, we thought there'd even been a mistake, so we called the reception and asked if we had perhaps accidentally <laughs> been placed in a non-lakeside room. Turns out, lakeside means you're not necessarily looking or even facing the lake directly. Right. Only that the side of the building you've been placed on is more or less yeah. on the side no. of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> the helpful cast member on the phone managed to switch us to room 4235, which has a glorious view of the lake. The rule of thumb here is also the higher up you are, the better, because those beautiful pines have grown a lot over <laughs> the past 30 years, <laughs> blocking out a lot of lake views mm -hmm. the rooms on the lower floors previously had. This is not really an issue for the Newport Bay Club or the Hotel New no. York, since they don't feature such large trees in between the hotel and the lake. But yeah. Definitely keep that in mind for the Sequoia yeah. <laughs> Good tip. I think next time we stay there, we're just going to get a regular room. I don't think we're going to shell out that extra money again. Yeah, maybe it's the best idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So my last tip brings us to the security gates. Oh, uh, yeah. That bring you to the parks and to Disney Village. Take any Swiss knives or nail cutters, for example, out of your bags. The scanners will most probably find it and security will take these objects from you. And um, these are objects that you probably always have in your bag because they're just handy to um, have with you. Yeah. But uh, leave them in your car or in your hotel or maybe even in a locker at the train station of uh, Marne La Vallée uh, Chassis. Otherwise, you risk losing them because the security will take them from you. As they did from one person in our party. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who managed to get it through the airport and the Eiffel Tower security. And then yeah, Disney ended up catching them. Yeah. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I saw a lot of people that had to hand over their nail cutters uh, to the security people and then yeah, they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's really frustrating. And 99% of these cases, it's not on purpose you know no. somebody who just forgets that they have their their swiss army knife with them exactly. or whatever so it's just frustrating it's just easy tools to have with you yeah but uh, not at disney yeah <laughs> on the other hand i'm really grateful that security is so thorough and that they do do exactly a fantastic job of checking everybody so that makes me feel quite a bit safer as a park goer mm -hmm. which is sad in a way but necessary in these days True. yeah so what's your last to avoid mistake, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> so using the right side when the queue splits at Pirates of the Caribbean. And this is because Magic All reduces capacity significantly. We just made this mistake on our last visit to Disneyland Paris. Once you get close to the boarding area of Pirates of the Caribbean, the queue splits up into two lines. Mm -hmm. The right side was a tad shorter, so we ended up taking it. This was a big mistake. It was a busy day and the Magic All, that's the accessibility line, mm -hmm. was completely packed. And every third boat was loaded with parkours from the Magic All instead of the regular standby queue, mm. resulting in a considerably longer wait on our part. We saw folks who were way behind us in the main queue walk past us on the left, while we still had more than 50% of the right-hand queue ahead of us. Now, this won't make as much of a difference when the attraction is super empty and there's no considerable queue for Magic All. Mm -hmm. However, if you're visiting during peak hours, using the left-hand side once the queue splits will save you a considerable amount of time. Hmm. So definitely go for that yeah. <laughs> side Good if it's tip. not yeah. way longer. So left <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. The left side. Yeah. Definitely Just the left like, side. Just uh, like at Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Always go left. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to remember. I yeah. think it's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So I have a little bonus Ooh. one here, which is 
not visiting Planet Hollywood or Ken Lupik's <laughs> castle before they close on January 7th and the 8th, respectively. In 2023? Yeah, yeah. 2023. Good point. If you're listening to this in 2024, then... Uh... Sorry, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can visit the new, uh, the Royal Pub instead. Right. If you've always wondered what's going on in there when walking by these two architectural icons of Disney Village... This is your last chance. I can't tell you how much I regret having missed the opportunity to check out a few of the OG Disney Village establishments like the Los Angeles Bar and Grill and the Surf Shop. Mm -hmm. King Ludwig's Castle will be swiftly rethemed to the Royal Pub, a new English pub concept opening in February of 2023. Future pub goers will experience a new facade, terrace, bar area, as well as a refreshed dining room. While we at least know what's going to happen to King Ludwig's castle, mm-hmm. we only have a few vague rumors as to what will happen to Planet Hollywood. Although it's fairly certain that the iconic planet-shaped building will be completely torn down. Planet Hollywood really is such a time capsule of a bygone <laughs> era. Would be complete pity not having seen it at least once when visiting Disney Village. I completely agree that it's overdue for a refresh, but part of me also feels kind of nostalgic and a little sad to see it go. Yeah. It was the only place in Disney Village where you could get a decent plate of fajitas, and the chicken crunch is so fabulous there. Y'all still have a bit of time to visit and take a few last photos before both locations say bye-bye forever. <laughs> Planet Hollywood more so than Ludwig since the one month it will be closed and I'm only guessing here but I think they'll mostly just refresh the interior yeah, a bit I think and so. then change up the facade on the outside. Which doesn't mean that a few iconic elements won't disappear when they move from a Bavarian medieval eatery to a British right, pub. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what we'll get there in February. But it's already quite... Um dark yeah. with a lot of wood inside so that uh, perfectly fits an english pub yeah somehow my feeling says that they will have to close the sports bar at a certain point eh, for the whole disney village 2.0 overhaul and yeah. then you still need something like a bar and maybe this is then the alternative that they can still offer for a while before closing it down at a certain moment and also make it something else totally. it also feels a little bit uh, for me like they're Getting out the contractors like Planet Hollywood <laughs> and King Ludwig in this case, as these are restaurants run by external parties at the moment. To be fair, this is also operated mm-hmm. by Group Ber- Ber- ah. Bertrand. Bertrand. I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, but they will also be operating Rosalie. So this is an external company oh. that also has some other locations in Paris. Yeah. I guess they have a really good working right. relationship with them. Yeah, these are at least new contracts, yeah, or maybe totally. there's already some uh, smart agreements around this whole... Uh, I'm sure there are. <laughs> refurbishment and the Roy Duke. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Disney's getting a nice yeah. cut of every single drink sold oh, yeah. <laughs> in these new establishments. They deserve it, of course, but King Ludwig's, I never got to check out myself, <laughs> so I'm really kind of desperate to maybe work it in there somehow. Yeah, Planet Hollywood has been there a million times, such an icon, yeah. single tear running down the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good thing about King Ludwig is that it's usually a bit more quiet than the other Disney village restaurants yeah. as when Planet Hollywood was packed and Annette's as well then there was still quite some space at King Ludwig's you got your food served pretty quick nice yeah. uh, at a reasonable price and also well not like <laughs> a huge culinary experience but just good food like fish and chips or a good flamkuchen yeah. is flamkuchen flamkuchen kuchen? that's how you flamkuchen. say it in German at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not sure how to pronounce it in English but yeah yeah but it's basically like a pizza like that bread dish yeah. but instead of tomato sauce you have you know like creme fraiche or something on top yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and I I think they had some onions and maybe uh, even some 
versions with some meat on it. Yeah, Germans love that thing. Yeah. And I also had a really good camembert, so the French cheese. Then it's all heated in the oven or on the grill. And you get some baguettes with it to, well, dip in. And it's uh, also, uh, yeah, really good. Nice. Uh, typical French, not really Bavarian maybe, but yeah, I love that. <laughs> the reason we've never been is because the vegetarian selection is fairly limited ah. there. I think they only have falafel or something, if I remember correctly, and Florian's not really into all that. Mm -hmm. So we've never been, but maybe I'll try to convince them on our next trip. We'll <laughs> yeah, see. maybe one last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, Niels. Where can people find you? Yeah, well, please follow me on Instagram. I'm at Capturing Disney Parks, and I uh, post daily pictures and stories about the parks and for all my other activities uh, like news on twitter influencer interviews and podcasts uh, please visit capturingdisneyparks.com brilliant be sure to follow air Magique on twitter instagram and check out our website airmagique.net for all the latest disneyland purse news and podcast updates please consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash you get a completely new exclusive episode every month and it really helps out a lot and keeps the show running before we go we did want to thank some of our amazing patrons and you can also get in a shout out at the sequoia tier so so mm -hmm. thank you to Simon, Jen, JB, Jerry, and Jules. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. We wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yes. And a Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again in 2023. <laughs> bye Definitely. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. this whole staircase scene it was also used for the french music video for beauty and the beast so what? they used really? this staircase <laughs> yeah as a set because i think phantom manor didn't open yet because the park wasn't opened and uh interesting and they, well, they needed a nice backdrop for the french singers they're like yeah this is close enough yeah if you put a lot of light on it and you don't see any ghostly things or effects then uh, <laughs> it's a nice staircase so now that was just a short preview of the full-length patreon exclusive show you can get instant access to this episode as well as disneyland paris hacks 2.0 disneyland paris on a budget and the discovery land deep dive along with all of our other fabulous patreon exclusive episodes now on patreon.com slash see you there